to the Australian Rotary Health Podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. I'm Jessica Cooper and on episode 34, we will be talking to Dr. Kate Young from the Queensland University of Technology. Kate was awarded an Ian Scott PhD scholarship from Australian Rotary Health from 2014 to 2016 for for her project at Monash University called Endometriosis and Women's Mental Health. Dr. Young's research interests look at how the diverse psychosocial health needs of women and children can be met within and outside of the Australian healthcare system. Her current postdoctoral fellowship sees her leading stage two of the survivorship and palliative care in child and adolescent brain cancer project within the Centre for Child and Adolescent Brain Cancer Research. Working with families, she will use novel research methods to scope their psychosocial healthcare needs. This research will accumulate in the co-development of an intervention to improve family experiences and outcomes. So it's really great to have you on our podcast today, Kate. Um, Thanks so much for joining me. How's everything been going for you lately? Good. Um, I'm based in a hospital, so we've been doing a lot of working from home with the various lockdowns and things like that. But um, yeah, overall, it's been really good. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. I know it um, was a few years ago now since you finished your PhD, but um, I guess I'd really like to talk to you today about some of the findings and impacts of your research. Um, But I guess to start off, I I understand that endometriosis is a condition that's, it may not be very well understood. Um, Can you tell us a bit about what this condition is and and how it affects women? Sure. Um, So endometriosis is when tissue that's similar to the lining of the uterus, which is called the endometriosis endometrium. Um, Endometriosis occurs when that tissue is found outside of the uterus. Um, So the disease um, adheres to various organs. Um, It can be anywhere in the body. Um, And that can cause women all sorts of different symptoms, pain, um, fatigue, heavy menstrual bleeding. Um, Yeah, it's really variable. Um, And it affects about 10% of the clinical population. So that's women who have been um, invited to participate in research in hospitals and um, things like that. But when the general population has been surveyed, we seem to find that it's about one to 2% of all women have been diagnosed with endometriosis. And there's currently no cure for endometriosis and for many, no long-term treatment. Yeah, so it certainly sounds like a very important area to, to be doing research in. Um, your, your PhD looked into endometriosis and, and women's mental health. Um, I guess what sort of questions were you hoping to answer in this project and, and how did you go about answering them? Yeah, so I have a psychology background originally. So I came into my PhD really thinking about um, mental health conditions. But by the end of it, I was much more focused on the social factors that shape women's experiences. Um, I was particularly focused on how the gendering of women in their bodies um, within medicine and science affects their experience of the disease and also the care that clinicians provide to women. Um, 
So I had a background in doing things like large scale population based surveys, but because that research was so formative at the time, and I was really more looking at building theories and understanding um, what was actually happening, because at the time I did this research, not much was known about endometriosis um, at all in terms of um, in the medical and science literature. Um, so my PhD ended up being mostly qualitative and doing a lot of in-depth interviews with women about their experiences and their healthcare needs, but also interviewing clinicians, um, so GPs and gynecologists, about their views on women's experiences and the care that they provide them as well. Hmm. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a, a very interesting project and, and with that qualitative research you, you would have found some yeah really interesting perspectives there. Um, do you want to tell us what, what were some of the key findings from your PhD? Sure. Um, so I think a lot of the um, research that has been done in endometriosis is really focused on the biological aspects. And we know that biologically endometriosis is a difficult disease to live with. There's lots of pain and all sorts of things involved. But based on what I learned from women and then the clinicians as well, um, it was much more, for some women, much more about the social factors that they were experiencing, um, most of which are modifiable as well. So one of the main findings was that um, clinicians really struggled when they didn't know how to help a woman. So often if they had gotten to the stage where they diagnosed endometriosis and they trialed a few treatments and the woman came back and was still asking for help with a lot of symptoms, they found it really frustrating that they didn't know what to do to help her. Um, and they tended to um, resort to these discourses that we've seen throughout history about women and their bodies. Um, so a common one was around hysteria. So if you didn't understand biologically what was happening in the woman, you would attribute her symptoms to her psyche, which of course has huge implications for how women experience the condition and their bodies and also their ability to socially and economically participate in society when they've been labeled with these things as well. Um, another example around gender discourses of women and their bodies would be that women um, are made to have children. So, so many women I spoke to, and this is what we've seen in the literature again and again, uh, reported being told that they should consider to become pregnant to cure their disease which we know there's absolutely no evidence for. And that again, has huge ramifications for women's social and economic participation. I guess as well, um, people with endometriosis, do, do they have trouble getting pregnant? Is, is that something that is one of the things associated with that disease? So that's another common um, conception around endometriosis. And part of my PhD, I analyzed the findings from a large Australian survey on fertility management. And I compared the outcomes that women with endometriosis reported compared to the general population. And I found that even though women with endo were more likely to report being diagnosed with infertility, they were just as likely to experience unintended pregnancy and to become pregnant and have a live birth. And when I relate that back to other statistics around the world, it seems like we are potentially overstating the association between endometriosis and infertility. Um, at the time I was doing that research, there wasn't a lot of good quality population-based data. 
it was mostly research conducted with women in hospitals who in specialized treatment clinics who of course are more likely to experience infertility not necessarily because of the endometriosis um, so again that's a really common belief around women in their bodies that's potentially harming them and causing them a lot of undue stress if and, and things like unintended pregnancy if in fact, it doesn't necessarily like guarantee an increased risk of infertility. So it'll be different for every woman. Some women may indeed experience endometriosis-associated infertility, but it seems like we don't know enough about that relationship yet. And the strength of that relationship at this point in time seems to have been overstated. Mm, yeah, well, I, I, that would have, yeah, huge implications on, on some women, you know, being told by doctors that, they might not be able to get pregnant as a, as a result of this and yeah that's really interesting there that, that you found that um i guess um were are there any other important implications for women that that may come from this research that you've done um so i think this research just had a lot of implications not just for endometriosis but for other conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome um, but looking beyond medicine and healthcare, it was about how we fundamentally view women in their bodies. Um, and medicine just being one example of that. We see it in every field um, and in a way that builds a really comprehensive picture, but it also makes it really difficult to change these things because they are fundamentally a part of our society and they are certainly modifiable. Um, but they are very widespread and very difficult to change. So yes, it has implications for women in all areas of their life, not just when they enter a room to seek healthcare. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, more recently, like you said before, that you're, you're working in a hospital, but have you been conducting further research into this area or are there any plans to extend your PhD research? Um, so after I finished my PhD, I was really interested in the, the themes of gender and power in medicine and how that affects um, different areas of healthcare. So I've taken those themes and applied them to a few different areas. Um, I've looked at menopause and um, palliative care for women, and now I'm in um, pediatric cancer. And we see the same things playing out sometimes slightly different ways all throughout. And I think the value of looking at those things in so many different areas is that I'm trying to build a more comprehensive picture about what's happening and where we might be able to intervene, um, perhaps in medical education, increasing doctors' understanding of social factors um, and things like that. Um, so, for example, at the moment, I'm working with families who are living with pediatric brain tumour um, and the way that we see gender play out in these experiences so far are around body image. Um, so a lot of children who are diagnosed with brain tumour, um, their body will physically look different and perform differently. Um, sometimes temporarily or sometimes for the rest of their lives and that interacts with our um, gender constructs around bodies so that women and girls look pretty and thin or that boys look strong and muscular um, and also around caregiving so um, the bulk of caregiving is done by women generally and mothers and how we see that play out for children with brain tumour potentially around um, the financial consequences that women pay for that because they're not supported in that 
that really vital, important work. Um, so yeah, I, I really find this area interesting and I, I find it really interesting to look at it across all different avenues of healthcare so that we can try and build a more equitable health service delivery um, in Australia and in other countries. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like, yeah, you're, you're working in a really interesting field and there's so much potential to, you know, learn more and, and, and make some real changes to healthcare. So, yeah, it sounds like you're doing some great work there. Um, I know that this is certainly an area um, that I think would interest a lot of people, especially since endometriosis isn't often spoken about and, and many women may feel like they need to suffer in silence. I guess um, this project also shows the importance of, of funding health areas that typically don't receive a lot of funding. As our Rotarians are mostly behind the donations um, that are given to Australian Rotary Health, um, do you think that you might be able to tell them about the importance of continuing research into mental health in general? Definitely. Um, but at the time I wanted to do my PhD, so few people understood what endometriosis was and um, it was just so thrilling to receive funding at that time. Um, and to get this funding, uh, I had to do a few things, but part of it was giving a presentation to the um, Rotarian board. And it was really interesting explaining women's experiences to them and how engaged they were at a time when not many people were. So I'm I'm really indebted to that and really grateful for it. Um, and I think across healthcare in general, we tend to focus on um, the biological side of things. Um, so finding cures and doing lab-based research, and that's all very important, but it can't be our only focus. Um, we know that people experience health and illness in their bodies um, in a way that's not immune from social factors or psychological factors. We really need to be doing comprehensive research. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to have funding bodies to address that, which I've, in my experience, Australian Rotary Health have always been really, really good for. I think they're well known for that um, in, within the research community. And yeah, I just think continuing to do that is just very, very important to generating research that is going to address all these factors and have real world changes. Yeah, now I guess, yeah, particularly as well, since um, you were in your early stages of your research career, what, what kind of impact does this funding have on a, a young um, researcher's career as well? Well, like, you can't do a PhD really without funding. Um, it's a full-time job and, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely vital. And to be a researcher in Australia, um, not everyone, but most would have to do a PhD first because it's like your, your research apprenticeship. Um, so to have that funding is just vital to get your career started um, in research and to not even just to start a career research, but to build that knowledge base that you can only build by sitting at the topic for three or more years, which after your PhD is, becomes a real luxury to be able to do. So yeah, absolutely really important to have that. Yeah, great. And um, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's, um, in terms of the future, where do you see yourself working? Um, so I, I'm still on this um, pediatric cancer project for a few more years and it's 
really exciting seeing where that's going and it's got a nice clear pathway to um, co-designing an intervention with families um, which I think is really important having that pathway set out right from the beginning about what this research is going to actually end in and how it's going to impact people and improve outcomes. Um, so that's one of the main things and my, one of my other areas is around um, maternity health service delivery and how that impacts um, the psychosocial well-being of mothers and babies. So we're looking at um, some emerging Queensland data around that as well. So yeah, I think the options are endless having such a broad interest in um, the psychosocial aspects of health and health service delivery. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been really great to talk to you today, Kate, about your research and, and what came out of it and you know where you are today as well it's yeah it sounds like yeah there's so much potential there and um yeah you, that your, your career just starting from the phd it's going really well so far so thank you so much again and i guess just before we wrap up today was there anything that you would like to add no just that i hope people keep continuing um Marie Health and all the great research they're doing and funding. Um, I think it's just, yeah, absolutely vital that we consider this aspect of healthcare um, and that we're ensuring that we're producing research conducted by diverse individuals as well and research that um, includes diverse areas and topics and people. Um, so yeah, I think it's really, really important and I'm so grateful for the experiences I've been given from this funding. Yeah, well, I'm sure our Rotarians would love to, yeah, hear all about your research and seeing the real outcomes, like, from the donations that they give. So thanks again. It's, yeah, it's really important to kind of see those outcomes. And, yeah, hopefully it um, allows, yeah, many more um, research to continue in this area. So, yeah, thank you so much Great. again. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Jessica. That was the 34th episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It's always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important mental health research like Kate's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website today. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.